just awesome. He looks so confused I'm, and upset right now. I am. Kind of. I mean, yeah. maybe not. But you really not know what that song is? I don't. You don't know what that song is? No. No. Back in black. Okay. <laughs> we were having a discussion off air uh, just with uh, music and, and trying to, I guess, teach our, our returning prodigal child. Woo! Not really prodigal. But still, wow, wow. it feels like it. It's just been gone for so long. Been very depressing. You. We missed you. But Carter's back. I'm back. I'm, I'm very back. tired. Very tired. You had two weeks off, and yet you're still tired. Man, what'd you do for two weeks? Worked. Oh, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> well, that would do it. Yeah. yeah. So did I. So did Austin. No, you didn't. You don't no, have a job. I don't have a job. Ooh. I do have a job. Anyway. Welcome back to the Rooted in Low Goss podcast. Uh, episode 23. Episode 23. Getting close to that all-important 25 where our insurance goes down. Right? That joke just didn't land. I mm-hmm. thought that was funny. Actually, it's 26 now. Is it 26? Yeah. yeah so oh. that was just not good at all. Wow. Missed the mark, bro. Wow. Well, we'll have to be off of our parents' insurance pretty soon, too. So we're getting close to that. We're going to start kind of adulting soon, I think. Oh, I'm I'm off. You know, I think this line of jokes... Is going to go better with the audience than it does with you all. No, it's not. Probably not. I, I mean, I got it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it didn't even get a courtesy laugh, though. Like, it was just silence. Anyway. <laughs> episode, episode 23. We are so glad you're listening. My name is Brad. I'm joined, as always, with by Austin and Carter. We are very excited to be back. You say you're joined with by? You say, as always, with by? Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. I'm joined this week again by Austin. I'm joined this week again with Austin. God, dog it. The struggle's real. Joined this week, as always, by Austin and Carter. We are very excited to be here. Uh, So today's episode is going to look a little different. We are going to uh, pick a few headlines from just kind of what's going on in the world and just discuss and kind of give some... I don't know if news is the right word, but just some perspective on on some of these cultural issues that that are taking place. I know we're going to hit on a decent amount of topics today, so we're going to kind of just jump right in because time is of the essence. So we're just trying to spice it up a little bit, and uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. So let's let's, let's dive it. right in. And Austin is already cold, wrapping up with the blanket. I have a. Vent uh, you do have right a, We really need me. to just change your seating arrangement. No, nah, I'm okay. Is, is what that I get means. Anyway. Yeah. So. Um, <sighs> They have no clue the seating arrangement. They don't, but they Brad can has it. like a gold chair for himself. <laughs> no, no, Car- perfectly temperature controlled. We're sitting on Car- cardboard. We're sitting on the floor. <laughs> what? You get cardboard? <laughs> <laughs> we have to share a mic. <laughs> In reality, I wanted to put them both outside, but um, just I don't have long enough cords What's for that. Oh, so. and like the cars passing by. Car- just- well, I can edit that out. It'll be fine. No, you can't. I can't. Anyway. Also, I do want to point out before we start, there is a new puppy in the house. He is asleep right now, which is great, but at some point he will probably wake up and start whining because he wants out of his little kennel. We'll see if that happens. So if you hear puppy barks, uh, ignore them. We apologize. But anyway. They're cute puppy barks. They're cute puppy barks. That's true. That's true. All right. Let's get rolling, guys. Let's do it. What's what's our first uh, first topic? So I, is it I, gonna be- I got a funny one. Okay. Let's go with funny first. So it- this is kind of whoever listens to the, the the Matt Walsh show. He's already covered it, but I just thought it was funny. So there there's a town 
uh, kind of like a little neighborhood that a, a feral peacock, I, I guess, just became part of the, the community, right? And started roaming around the community. Everyone in the community was feeding it. And I, I don't know if you guys know what sound a, a peacock makes, but it's it's an awful sound like God crushed its windpipe and forgot to uncrush it. I don't, I don't know. It's like a... Just, I'll let it just... Yeah. Just... And that's not even the scariest sound. How did we do that? How did we know the peacock was walking across the road when we were talking about it? <laughs> that was good timing. Very right? good timing. Yeah, so yeah, there, it goes around. Everyone's been feeding it for like the past six years. Well, not everybody in the little community was too happy with it. So, <laughs> so uh, these people took out an ad on Craigslist. And they said, basically on Craigslist saying, hey, we need this peacock gone at any means necessary. So uh, a little bit later, basically, the uh, the peacock ended up dead. shot Shot to death. And... I'm pretty sure they found the the uh, the thing on Craigslist, and they have charged the people who put out the so, ad. Yeah, they put an ad for a hitman. Yep for for a peacock yep. hitman. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you money if you kill this peacock. Peacock's dead. Peacock is dead, and people are very upset by this. Oh, they are. It. I get it because peacocks are really pretty and really cool birds. I, I mean. They are. Oh, yeah, they are. My, my grandparents had peacocks for years growing up. And it's a pretty good streaming service. <laughs> I like The Office. <laughs> you don't need the streaming service when you got them all on DVD. Anyway. I have a DVD player. That's fair. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's, and, it, and I liked Matt's take on it. He was like, why is everyone so angry? Right? It's, it's a bird. Yeah. It, and he played the peacock sounds on his show for a good three minutes straight. Yeah. And just was like, this is awful. This is awful. Imagine <laughs> it roaming around your house. Yeah. yeah. So that is, that's, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, I, like that I thought one. that was pretty funny. Carter, what, what you got for us? We shouldn't have started off with funny because now <laughs> this is just so, so sad. Um, so like a, there's a bunch of like uproar, I guess what you want to say happening in South Africa and in Haiti. And I'm going to talk about both of those. I'm going to start off with South, Af- South Africa. So the former president of South Africa named Jacob Zuma has now been arrested for alleged corruption. He ran, it was like 2009 to 2018. And they're like just now getting him for all the corruption because the new president wants to clean all that up, which we should do around here. But Amen. Everyone is just going crazy. There's looting, rioting, like we saw earlier last year. Um, like around no, 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 we had peaceful protests. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm sorry about that. And at least 212 people have been killed. 2,500 people have been arrested. And there's talk that the people that are doing this are using this time as like a smokescreen to like be- crash the economy over there. They're looting and raiding, and a lot of businesses have had to shut down over there because of production and, like, no one's going out shopping while you go outside. There's a civil war. Because, like, there's a literal civil Like, I showed you that video, remember? Yeah. And you were, you had no clue what was going on. You are like, is that a civil war or what? I mean, that essentially was what it was. Oh, wow. And, and 
<clears throat> I mean, to be fair, I don't watch a ton of news, um, at least not on the mainstream side of things. Yeah, I, I kind of yeah. stick to, honestly, and yes, it is a conservative platform. Platform, and and I freely admit they are they are biased, but I, I stick to Daily Wire for the most part um, because I do think that particular website. Not to plug them necessarily, but I do think. But seriously, <laughs> subscribe. But no, uh, I, I do think they will at least call out the right when they're doing something wrong. They do. Yeah. And and when they are, are not living up to this, the ideals that we espouse to. So they do hammer both sides, not just one side or the other. But you don't see this South Africa stuff being talked about. No. And I honestly still don't know, have a lot of idea of what's happening over there. Um, so apparently the South African government is going to deploy 25,000 troops because they are six days into this. There's few food shortages, fuel shortages, disruption of farming and manufacturing manufacturing oil because everyone's just trying to kill each other so they there's no farmers getting the food, no what's it called, oil person. And this is know. over arresting the <clears throat> former president or, or mm-hmm. and that just angered people? Yeah. Wow. His followers are people that thought he was really good. Hey, if we have any listener, listeners in South Africa, if you guys wouldn't mind like messaging us and le- letting us know more, yeah, because uh, yeah, we'd we'd like to know more. Wow! And all this is happening, and it's just a fifteen month jail term. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so wow. just over a year, and everyone is going insane. Who's whose side should we be on on this? I don't. Right. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know, know yeah. what like the corruption was, but apparently there was, and he got arrested for it. So. I don't really know what side to be on. Wow, hmm. it's kind of hard. To well, know if anyone for sure has any happening. any insight, I mean, I'll, I can obviously look it up at some point. But if anyone has any insight, let us know. Yeah. Well, and anybody that's there, or anyone that just knows what's going on there, let us know. We'll <clears throat> we'd love to know more about it and kind of yeah. see what's really going on. Um, what's going on in Haiti? So on July seventh, in the middle of the night, a group of armed men stormed Haitian president's house and just murdered him and it's not for sure who did it but they have like suspicion that it was colombian mercenaries because like they're just right there and um, apparently it's a u.s based mercenary thing in colombia saying that we had something to do with it oh well and that's and you can't really do that if they're mercenaries they don't care whose country they're from they just Go where the money's at. Yeah, say they, whoever pays them more, yeah, is who they're going to be for. And just because, I, yeah, I think CNN said they were like two Americans and the rest were Colombian, and <clears throat> basically going on about how America is awful and stuff like that. It's like, well, well, quit doing that. One, it, they're just people going after the lists of money and stuff like that. So that's that's not us. So, how are things going actually in Haiti on the ground there? We have a lot of connections, obviously, to to the people of Haiti, and that had to be a pretty, pretty traumatic event. Are, are they, have they stabilized? Are they kind of are things kind of calmed down, or are they still uh, pretty tense and pretty up in arms? Um, I don't really know for sure, like how bad it is, but it hasn't halted our trip. Like we're still going, but that's because where we go. Uh, it's like a few hours away from most popular cities and stuff. Like the way she described it, it was like from here to Chicago or not. I don't know. Maybe it was far- farther, but like 
how Chicago, there's bad stuff happening, but it's not affecting us because we're far away. But also, his wife was assassinated. I don't know if it, I think it might have been the same day or it happened a few days later. But just like people are obviously going crazy a little bit because their president was killed. Yeah. And, and it's stuff like that doesn't make the news over here as often as it should. I mean, yeah. You have these these countries that, you know, I I don't know our relationship with all these countries, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure we send them money. I'm sure we send them relief and aid. And, you know, they're in, they're in upheaval. Yeah. And that will destabilize the entire region and, and ultimately can get us involved as a country. And, and it's just, it's an important thing to keep up with. Yeah. And so... There's like almost no government in Haiti. It's just, it's really weird. Um, they have no head of state, no functioning legislator, and their unelected acting prime minister is taking over as president right now. Oh, and wow. he has declared the state a state of siege. And I remember I saw something. I think the U.S. sent troops to help, or I don't know if they're helping or not. Wow. It's a third world country, so... Uh. That's the hard part. It's like we praying and hoping in Christ that, you know, there would be that work in Haiti, granted, and everywhere. But I then, yeah, stuff like this happens. Like, all right, well, I don't know. <laughs> and the Haitian government called to the United States for help, and Joe Biden sent one person. Okay. Seems effective. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and you he wasn't that. a soldier. He was like a... Senior FBI and Homeland Security official. Okay, good. Good. So they my, should be good. My guess is he's going to go over there and say, this isn't diverse enough. We need you all to get a little more diverse when you're... That's why this happened. Probably. That's probably what's the advice is going to be given. Or it was Fox Mulder and he just, you know... <laughs> okay, I'm glad Brad got that one. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> well, and then along with that, you got things going on in Cuba. Yeah. Uh, they're They're... Uh, there's a lot of narrative differentials here because what is actually going on versus what the left is trying to push. There, there are quite a few articles out there that are trying to push the narrative that, oh, well, the Cubans are rioting because they don't have enough vaccines. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so the, the narrative that, that the left does want you to see is, is that it's economic. There's not enough economic opportunity and there's not, there are not enough vaccines, and they need better health care. Yep. When what they want our health care system to look like is what they have this free health care for everybody, socialistic medicine. Yep. That is just not work. It doesn't work. It does not work. Doesn't work wherever it's tried. Well, it hasn't been tried properly. <laughs> That's the response you get, right? You get socialism just hasn't been done properly. We can do it better. We can do it better. Shh. No. And yet, this it's constantly. So I saw this thing yesterday. Or maybe it was Thursday. I don't remember. But I saw this thing where it, it was the Babylon Bee actually slamming Black Lives Matter organization. And oh, yeah. they basically said some of the effect of Black Lives Matter, unless you're Cuban. You're, um, yeah, yeah. Unless, unless you're, you're black pro- Cubans. Unless you're Cuban and protesting <laughs> communism. Yeah. And, and then, in which case, your life doesn't matter. Yeah. Because communism is what they want. Exactly. Ultimately, because it's top down control. And that's what they want. They want that power. Yeah. Where the rich get richer. And the poor get poorer. And, and you know, it, it 
I mean, it goes to show you that the socialism and communism doesn't equal the playing field, doesn't level the playing field at all. It just create makes those divides even greater. Oh yeah, where well, that they- top one percent just gets richer and and, and more powerful, and the, it wipes out the middle class completely. And so maybe it does put us on. You know what? Maybe it does put us on a level playing field. We're all lower. We're, we're all poor. We're all at the bottom. We're all poor. Yeah. At that point. Wow. Well, and and that's the thing. It's all of these rioters, these thousands of Cubans that are in the streets. What flag are they waving? They're waving the American flag. They're they're trying to get our attention. The Americans, not not Biden, not the left. They're trying to get our attention, the the true patriots in America, they want our help because they want what we have. If they can come, they're trying to. But if not, most of these people, they love their country. They want to stay there. But they want they, freedom. They want freedom. They're, yeah. they're, chan- they're not chanting more vaccine, more vaccine. They're no. not chanting more money. More. They're chanting freedom, freedom. liberty, libertado. They're, they're chanting freedom. They yes. want their liberty. And... It's interesting seeing the two responses from both sides. Okay, you have you have the left that is like, you, do not come here. The, the, the I don't even know his title, Xavier something or other. For in, he's an administrator hmm. in the Biden administration. He maybe the Homeland Security official. Oh, I don't know. Either way, he there are open borders in Mexico. Everyone come. Everyone be here. No no vetting. Nothing. But then to the Cubans, if you get on a boat and you come across the ocean and come to Florida, we're not going to let you in. Hmm. They're just shutting that down. And DeSantis in Florida is like, if you need to escape, you can escape. You can come here. We we, we will let you. We will let you in. In fact, I I read an article um, this week about there are boat owners in Florida, private citizens, just sending supplies in their boats to the Cuban. The Cuban people. It's basically like a mar- marine army. Yeah, yeah. They're they're just packing in stuff to them. Like, well, heck yeah, yeah, good for you guys. Yeah, because again, they want liberty. They want freedom, which is what this country used to stand for and should yeah. still stand for. Is is freedom? We stand for it. We stand for it. Yeah, <laughs> personal liberties. <clears throat> yeah. So all the power to you guys. If anybody's listening in Cuba, <laughs> do do it. Keep going. You have at least half the country on your side here. Yes, at least. I mean, it's like. We're we're not for the violence except for when it's needed. Right. I looking at Revolutionary War, it was needed. If if that is needed, then Godspeed. Fight for your freedom, fight, fight. for your individual rights. Because it when you, when you give when you give those up, you got nothing left. We hold these truths to be self evident. Yeah. And and to, to those who this is a little bit of a side note, but to those Christians who believe the BLM movement is something they need to get behind, I mean, we, I see them, I, I see the banners tacked up on churches. Mm-hmm. I, I see church leaders pushing this agenda, pushing this narrative that that you know black people are under attack in this in this country, and and it's just there's not nothing to prove that. There's no to, to I hate that word. There are no statistics that prove that and that make that narrative real. To those of you who start looking at stuff like this, look at how Black Lives Matter responded to this uprising in Cuba. They condemned the Cuban people Mm -hmm. and held up the Castro regime. Yep. How is that okay? You held up this communist dictatorship while 
blasting the people who are trying to overthrow it. Yeah. And, and get their liberty and get their freedom. Yeah. And that's the organization you want to get behind? You want to get behind this organization that wants to destroy the nuclear family? That makes no sense. It's we, not biblical. It's not biblical. All. We have gotten lazy as Christians and as the church. Yep. Or that says we're part of the problem because we're white. That too. Right. We've gotten we, we've gotten so focused on a couple of things. We've gotten so focused on getting our numbers up in our churches mm-hmm. that we want to bring in the world narrative and, and make our churches look more like the world. I think you mentioned that community recently. Go out to the community, see what best fits the community, and then make your church based on the community. Right. And and we, we're focused on that. We're focused on wanting to appease the, the, the public and not speak truth. And then we also have gotten lazy. We just don't do our research. We just don't yeah. we, we listen to the narrative we're we're fed and we just go with it without doing any due diligence whatsoever. You, you talk about the Bereans in the New Testament that I mean they poured through scripture after they heard Paul preach. Yeah. And to make sure it matched up. <laughs> we need to do that not only with our pastors, but do that with the, the stuff we're hearing on the news. Everything. Dig into it. See what's before you form this strong opinion. Figure out what the facts are. I, I do that with people I agree with most of the time. Yeah. If I want to have a strong opinion about something that Matt Walsh says, most likely I'm going to agree with him. But every now and then you find something like, ah, I'm not quite that. I'm that way with Ben Shapiro. I don't agree with him on the vaccines. Yep. Because the research that I've looked, the stuff I've looked, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, obviously, and he's way smarter than I am. But I just don't, I don't buy it. Yep. So think for yourselves. Well, in the... The researching part of it, too, you know, don't listen to this narrative and then go read the articles that they're getting that narrative from, because then you're just reading into the narrative. Right. Look at all aspects and look on both sides. Look at the conservative side versus the not so conservative side. I I, wouldn't even say liberal, leftist side. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Well, and it, uh, yeah, the looking at the BLM movement and a lot of Christians the, the issue I'm having are they're looking at the BLM movement as, oh, well, they're the one and we're the 99. So God is leaving and going after the one. No, 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 no. Why? That is a complete out of context of leaving the 99. That has to do with the straying off sinner. And God goes and retrieves the sinner. So what you're saying is the BLM movement are a bunch of these sinners. I mean, I'm, I would agree I with mean, you. They are because we all are. We all are. <laughs> but you're saying that they're the one that Christ is going after because they are trying to move away from Christ and they are sinning and they don't want anything to do with him. Is that what you're saying? Because that's what that passage means. Right. So, yeah, might want to look into that a little bit more, too. Yeah, it's just it, it, it really saddens me to see how easily we have. Well, OK, there's a couple things with this. We talk going kind of back to Cuba and back to uh, Haiti and, and South Africa. How we in America just don't learn from these situations. We don't learn from history. We don't learn from this, uh, from, from these civil wars that we're seeing from these. When you give up your freedoms. They don't give them back. So like these quote-unquote temporary COVID restrictions, we're not going to get those freedoms back. No, they're going well, Unless we take them back. 
Now, I'm not talking. I'm not. Don't. I don't want you to hear me say I'm calling for any kind of revolution or anything like that. I'm just calling for some common sense. <laughs> not yet. Stop it. We're not. I, I don't yeah, have, I don't have the money to pay for a lawyer for getting sued for that. Like, stop it. But no. <laughs> but seriously though, the, the government doesn't give freedom back once they take it from you. Exactly. Right. You're seeing that in Canada, where they're still they're opening back up. But they're still charging these pastors. They're not giving them their freedom back. They're opening back up. They're letting the Toronto Blue Jays come back and play, right? They've been playing in Florida, I think. This hmm. back is Orlando. Orlando, yeah, for the last two seasons. Wow. Now they're letting them come back finally to play. But can't meet at church. Church is still, of course not. Churches still can't do things, and, and have to follow. And if they are able to, they have to follow these insane restrictions. What's the sense in that? Does like. Do they think Jesus spreads COVID or something? Because he's everywhere. I don't. It's it's a control <laughs> thing. The, the culture and the government hates Christianity because we are about freedom and liberty and personal responsibility. Yeah, that's the thing. Black Lives Matter and those groups and these churches that are promoting it, they don't. They don't want to take personal responsibility. Exactly. They want to blame everything else, the systems and 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 all that for their oppression, quote unquote, as opposed to hey. You could make it out of this. It's not going to be easy. You can make it out of your situation. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be tough. It's going to be, you're going to have setbacks. You're going to fail sometimes. You're going to fall on your face. But it can be done. There are so many stories like that. Oh, yeah. You have, uh, um, uh, is it Clarence Thomas that's on the bench right now? Cor- correct me if I'm wrong or if you, maybe you don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just way off base. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's the descendant of slaves. Legitimately. Grew up very poor. Grew up in not a good situation, and yet now he is one of the premier Supreme Court justices hmm. in, in the highest court in the land. Yeah. And a insanely smart man. Just some of the stuff I've read from him and, and his opinions, and I don't read a ton of Supreme Court opinions, but I'll read some of his <laughs> stuff here and there. Brilliant. Yeah. He had to work his tail off to do that. But guess what? He took personal responsibility, didn't blame everybody else for the situation he was in, and did it. Yep. Yeah. It goes into manhood, too. Accept responsibility, lead courageously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's simple, but it's hard. Yeah. And again, it's laid out through scripture. If you are in the word, it will let you know. God will let you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So, churches, get it together. Get <laughs> off this social justice stuff. Get off this BLM stuff. Get off this critical race theory and start preaching personal responsibilities. Start preaching freedom. Freedom in Christ, not just freedom from the government. <laughs> And and get back to teaching the Bible, and stop with the narrative. Stop with the, you know, going along with what the culture is saying right now. Yeah, quit doing what the world wants us to do. That is the complete opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. Stick to the word. Stick to what God wants us to do. Anyway, next article. Now, now that we're blood pressure goes we, up, we might go back to that. I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> Face gets red. So this is actually a little bit closer to home. So this is Indianapolis. A uh, federal judge rules against former Brownsburg... Nope. <laughs> former Brownsburg teacher over names of transgender students. So this is Indianapolis. A federal judge in Indianapolis has ruled against a former Brownsburg teacher who has said he was forced to resign after refusing to call transgender students by their chosen name. So... Basically, what happened was the the school was like, "Hey, we're we're going to start 
you know, doing this and we're going to start all these students that want to change their name or want to be a he instead of a she or a she instead of a he. Now we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to like pander to that. And you had four teachers at this school say, Hey, these are our religious exemptions saying that this is going against what we believe. And the school basically came back and said, well, no, no, you're going to do this. It doesn't matter. Three of the the teachers basically laid down and said, okay, fine, we'll do it. But there was that one teacher. He said, no, no, this get, goes against everything I believe. I I am drawing a line. I, I am not crossing this line. And so they were kind of going back and forth a little bit. And he said, I, it, it was a, a choir teacher or an orchestra teacher. And he said, I tell you what, let me... I'm going to call everyone by their last names. It's kind of what he did anyway, but he kind of making it more official. So he was saying, hey, I'm just going to call them by their last names. And the school's like, okay, fine, whatever. So he started doing that. But then a lot of the transgender students were coming out saying how basically he's um, doesn't like them and how he's calling them by their last name because he doesn't want to call them by the name that they chose. And But you have all the other students that are like, no, he – He's been doing this like forever. He he's always done this. And so sure enough, he was forced to resign. The like the school came to him and said, "If you don't do this, we are going to force you to resign." And so they took it to the courts and the judge ruled against him. Yeah. And I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me." But that leads into, okay, as Christians, where are you Putting the line. What what are you laying out in your mind up front with your family or just yourself saying, okay, this goes against what I believe. How far am I going to take this? Now, the answer should be not at all. Right. We we cannot let this go on at all. Now, let me ask you, playing devil's advocate here, I'm not, yes. this is not my opinion necessarily. <laughs> I just, I'm curious because I've heard this said a few times before. A name is a name. True. All right. And and, and, and honestly, I, I kind of feel that gendered names are kind of just kind of a social thing. And it, it, it is what it is. Like, it's not. It is indicative of your of your gender, but it's not necessarily, I don't know, the only indicate. Obviously, it's not the only indication. But, you know, I've, I've met a woman named Brad before. Right. And, and there are dudes named Lindsay. <laughs> Shout out Lindsay, but <laughs> but like I mean, it's not right. The most imp- to me, not the most important thing. So, is is do we need to draw the line at names, or do we draw the line at pronouns? For me, it's okay. <clears throat> you come to me and say, "Hey, I have changed my name legally to now I am Chelsea." I'm like, okay, I'll call you Chelsea. That's okay. fine. Yeah. But if you come to me and say, "I I'm a I'm a she instead of a he," I'm like, no, no, you're you're a dude. <laughs> right, you're a dude. I'm not. I'm not going to call you she. I'm not going to call you. Hey, girl, <laughs> you're a guy. Yeah, you're a guy. I don't. Yeah. So, and it go to me. It goes to this deeper issue. If everyone wants to be a part of this of a victim group, everybody wants to be able to identify as someone who's oppressed. And I'm not going to give out any details, but I have a a, a person I know, uh, the child of a friend of mine, who is a little bit older, an adult. And she now wants to change her first name to still a female sounding name, but also wants to be called they, them. And I just don't, 
I don't understand that. I, yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. And, and I don't understand. I, I guess she wants to be part of this oppressed group so she can get the points or whatever well, it, to, to get the cred or really, something. I don't know. It, really what it comes down to is they want to be special. They want to be different. They, they want, want to be stand yeah. out. And but they're not being different. They're conforming to this trend that is exploding across this country. Exactly. And it, as Christians, we're not meant to be special. We're not special. There's nothing special about us. Look, looking back at Abraham, there was nothing special about Abraham except for God wanted him. There is nothing special about us at all whatsoever. God doesn't need us, but he wants us. We're not special, but the God of the universe still wants us. So quit right. trying to be special. Quit trying to stand out because that's Christ. Was it that, that Christ and Crown song, how refreshing to know you don't need me. How amazing to find that you want me. Yes. Right? Like just... He doesn't need us. We're or, powerless. We we have nothing on our own that to, to bring to this party. Yeah. Right? Or another Casting Crown song, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Yeah. Yeah. We can go Casting Crown songs all day. Yeah, they have good lyrics. Dude, they're legit. Yeah. Not yeah. a huge fan of the music necessarily. They have good lyrics. Wow. I don't know. I just, it, it all kind of sounds the Get same. It's cookie, a little cookie cutter. Get out of here. That's a different topic for a different day. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very judgmental with music. I'm sorry. And food. And food. Yeah. And a lot of things, probably. Hey, hey you got to cross the line somewhere, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't get yeah. it. I, I don't. I really don't. I'm trying to wrap my mind. I guess it's, I, keep, I go back to this every now and then where I say it makes sense now why there's a chapter in Leviticus about what not to do with your sheep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Right? Because when left to our own devices, we are capable of literally anything, yep. including raunchiness with a sheep <laughs> like more than just raunchiness with a sheep right yeah so well, i don't want to get graphic <laughs> but, but i mean when left to our own devices we're we're capable of literally anything we are sinful wicked evil people yeah i mean bi- biblically speaking it says our hearts are wicked yeah and we're gonna we're gonna dive into this here in a minute just a little bit more on this transgender and and Kind of what's going on with with our kids here in just a minute, but I think Carter has something else for us. Yeah, I was just like <laughs> thinking about like how much is going on right now, and I just pulled up a news article just to see like how many headlines there are. And the first one is the UK government finds itself embroiled in an undeclared war on woke. So UK is going through something right now. Apparently, there was a fire in an Iraqi hospital. And, like, a lot of things are happening there, a lot of deaths. So, stuff happening there. Yeah. Well, and this leads back to not being so consumed in your life and what, what you're doing that you lose focus of what's going on in the world. Right. Um, for me, biggest example of that was World War II. You had this war raging from Russia, Germany, Poland, all the way to France, all the way to Italy, all the way to Northern Africa, all the way to Britain. They were all in war. And America's over here like, oh, nope, nothing to do with us. <laughs> we're doing our own thing. Yeah. And all, all of a sudden, just one day, Japan shows up and bombs Pearl Harbor. And they're like, oh, oh, uh, now we got to get into this. It's like, well, no, we should have been in it, into it years ago. To, to defeat evil. Evil. 1939 is when things really started heating up. Most people don't realize this, but America, we did not land in Normandy 
until 1944. We only fought for one year, a little over a year. Because, uh, yeah, uh, War in the Pacific took a little bit longer. Right. But from 1944 to 1945, it was, it, that was it. We were there for a year. Granted, we got there and we kicked but but <laughs> yeah uh we should have been there four years ago could have could have I we mean, could have saved thousands if, of lives if ifs and buts were candy nuts we'd all have a merry christmas but like yeah they, yeah right uh, you know what that, are these sayings that, you guys have? <laughs> but i mean honestly like hypothetically speaking the holocaust could have just been a non-thing it could have been if instead if, of if, six million people right. it could have been maybe a couple hundred thousand and, and take taking hitler out before he became what he was, yeah. But it's um, but it, but again, but again, hindsight's twenty twenty, and that, yeah. that's not an issue we need to really debate by any. What means, it is is what it it goes back to is paying attention. Look at what's going on in the world, and don't quit being naive. Right. Do your research. Quit looking at the CNN headlines saying, "Oh, hey, this happened." And America's the worst. And America's the worst yeah. because yeah. that's that's where that's where we are right now. Right. Yep. I mean, it's constant bashing of the United States. If we're everyone the worst, hates their own country. Yeah. If we're the worst, why is everyone trying to come here from other countries to complain about how bad we are? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. All the Cubans. Why are they raising American flags? Yeah. Exactly. During this. Yeah. Because they want our style of freedom. Yep. Because they know, they know what true freedom is versus what they have, and you have all again, like you were saying, lazy lax. You have no, we have no idea. We have no idea what it means to be oppressed. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting very lightly there. <clears throat> oh, yeah, definitely not to that level yet. Not to that level. But at you're all. seeing the signs and you're seeing the, the progression, potential progression. And I, and I hope in, in 2022, there's a, a kick, a huge denouncement of, of these, of these ideas. We um, can pray. We can hope and pray and, and, you know, I hate I hate the this is the most important election of our lifetime. I don't like that because we say that about all of them, and yeah. yet we do still somehow survive, which is amazing to me. It it's, it just goes to how ama- how great our foundation is that our founding fathers gave us. Yes, that, that we have been able to survive some of the things we've been able to survive as a country. Mm-hmm. But every election, it really is because what's happening is it's not. If we get four after this, if we get four more years of. Obviously not Joe Biden, it'll be Kamala Harris. But if we get four more years of her and her <clears throat> maniacal laughing for the next four years, oh, doesn't, I don't necessarily think we're going to be dead as a country after those four years. But we are closer we're to that. We're going to get way right? closer. Yeah. It, it, and maybe we would be dead. As, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, we would be a lot closer. I'm just watching my clock. I'm like, all right, Jesus. Anytime now. <laughs> so <laughs> then you have the next four, the, 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 the election after Kamala. Yes, that is the most important election of our time because, again, we will survive most likely, but we're getting closer to not surviving it. Yep. So it's it's that progression, that slippery slope, and and just those. Well, it's that Rome didn't wasn't destroyed in a day, right? Versus wasn't, being yeah built in a day wasn't built in a day wasn't destroyed in a day. It took a long time. And that quote from Abraham Lincoln to the effect of "This country is going to destroy itself from the inside, yep. not from an outside force," and that's true. I mean, yes. that's Japan couldn't take us out, Russia couldn't take us out. The, the terrorists nine eleven couldn't take us out. We will take ourselves out, yeah. <laughs> and and it's going to happen. I don't think China. I don't think China's going to do it. I don't think North Korea is going to do it. I think it's going to be us. Yeah. We take ourselves out. Us three. 
Us three, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we will. It's just us. Yeah, the American people. The American people. But we are the American people. Yeah. So it's pay attention. Stop getting so wrapped up in the emotions of these groups of, of BLM and, and social justice and CRT. The emotion that that brings with it, because I mean, race in this country is an it's a hot it's an emotional topic. We all have our opinions on it. We all have our feelings on it. Stop getting wrapped up in the emotion and, and yep. look at what is being taken away from us as, as citizens of this country. And look at what's happening in Cuba and whose flag they're waving. Yeah. Kind of kind of important. Yeah. Well, let's switch it. Switch it? Yeah. All right. So I have I have an article that kind of leads into that okay. a little bit. So we're going to go to the UK. Talk a little bit about Harry and Meghan. Granted... <sighs> In all <laughs> retrospect, Americans quit. We we quit looking at what happened or what happens to the crown in 1776. Also, I think the British have stopped caring what happens to the crown. That too, they are essentially powerless. It's a re- what I it's a reality tell. show. They have no power. It's the parliament. It, it's they're there for history purpose, yeah. historical purposes. <clears throat> yeah, it says Harry and Meghan give an environmental award. For decision to only have two children. So, for one, they're not even part of the crown anymore, right? Like, they were, they, they, Megan told Harry, I don't want to be a princess anymore. And Harry's like, okay, (laughs) I won't be a part of the crown anymore. Uh, Your family is racist. Yes, sir. Sorry, was that too far? (laughs) No, so yeah, I guess. What was that accent, Brad? (laughs) That was terrible. But they're racist. We're not moving past that without saying anything. <laughs> Brits. Sorry if you're listening to us in England or anything like that. Whatever. We just we just find Harry and Meghan absurd. I hope you guys do too. Couple rich kids that anyway, whatever. Anyway. That that want to be oppressed. Yeah. So anyway, they're given this award because they have decided, oh, we're only gonna have two children. And we don't want to risk the population overgrowth and all this kind of stuff. And that's complete hogwash. Okay. Um, Christians, if you are feeding into this narrative that we need to quit the population increase and that we need to only have a couple kids, that is completely against scripture. Going all the way back to Genesis, the perfect commission, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Again, he says it to Noah. Again, he says it, I'm pretty sure he says it to Jacob. And he says it throughout scripture. Be fruitful. Multiply. Multiply. Nowhere in scripture does it say have one, maybe two kids, and then be done with having children. No, it's fill the earth. And look, actually looking at the statistics, if you only have two children, if everyone only has two children, that is not enough to repopulate the earth. Here in America... If everyone only had two children, uh, we would be facing catastrophic number loss in just one generation. Wow. One generation. And so the only reason why we're not decreasing substantially is because of, you know, people like me (laughs) on our fourth kid by age 26. Yeah. So anyway. But yeah, it's that as Christians – that is something you guys need to look into a little bit more. What does scripture say about it? And I, we can get into that side of it a little bit later. Well, it, 
and it goes it goes into this idea that we now value the environment more than we value human life. Yes. We invite we we value animals more than we value human life. You can you can go to a clinic, kill your child and walk out with a smile on your face. But if you kill destroy the egg of a bald eagle, you go to federal prison. Yes, and a fine of like 100 to 500,000. dollars it, It's uh, the priority is completely backwards. That's evil. And not that I say we need to go out and destroy a- the eggs of of eagles, <laughs> Just bald all eagles. Of them. All of them. <laughs> Crush them all. <laughs> we don't want to do that, but and we do need to take care of the environment within reason, of course, but not to the detriment of human life, and not, okay, and not to the detriment of our own humanity, species. Our own yeah. species. We we are the Species that rules this earth, that has dominion over this earth. We are the top priority yeah. as well, humans. We are God's top priority as humans. And, and this whole thing was <clears throat> they were trying to reduce their carbon footprint, reduce their their impact on the earth. Plant a tree. Like, you're fine. Are you kidding me? No, we are meant to <laughs> subdue the earth. We're meant right. to have dominion. If like, Christians, if you're buying into this narrative saying that we need to be green. I yes, as in the fact of we are stewards of this earth. We need to take yeah, care of it. Be responsible. But going back to Genesis, God's promise. He says, as long I mean, as long as the earth remains, heat and cold, summer, winter, springtime, fall, all that will remain. It will never cease. So there is absolutely nothing you can do to protect or save this earth because that's not your job. That's God's job. Yeah. And you are and trying to take that power from him. You said that in one of the episodes. That that is the we're going to destroy this global warming nonsense in two verses, right? Like Debunked. we're t- just done. Yep. Because, like you said, we're not in control of this. We there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. What Do- again doesn't mean we go and throw trash in the ocean. Doesn't mean we do this. Throw nuclear waste. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. What we're saying is like do not put that basically as a god. I mean that's what that's it what is. is happening. It is be, it has become a god to these people. Yep. And that is not how it should be. Exactly. Humans shouldn't be gods either, obviously, but obviously. <laughs> but human life is is the the priority. It is. And yeah. Quit trying to reduce your carbon footprint thinking that having less kids you're going to make this earth flourish more. No. Th- this earth is going to pass away. It is going to burn. And God will create a new heaven, a new earth, New Jerusalem. So, yeah, quit quit thinking you're going to save the earth because it's doomed anyway. Right. Yeah, and then it's just boring because there's no kids. It's like no one having <laughs> yeah, kids. Yeah, that would be boring. Yeah. Just a bunch of old people. Yeah, I love kids. Kids are cool. We like kids. So we're going to talk about two. I got two stories left that we're going to dig into real quick and. I'm gonna try not to spend a ton of time on time on them. I know I we know can. That. Okay, I know we can. I know we could, but I do want to preface this. This gets a little, little graphic. Um, it it is. I'm gonna play a couple video clips. So if you don't want to have conversations with your kids about certain yeah. topics within the LGBTQ plus elemental P community, Curious go ahead and WHO tune out now. Um, we'll see you on Thursday. But we're gonna wrap up our episode with these two. Topics that are going to lead into Thursday a little bit, not as explicitly on Thursday's episode, but um, 
it, it, it ties in. Yeah. So, uh, so that's your warning. If you need to tune out now with your kids around, feel free to do so. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Stay rooted in Logos. But for those of you who are going to stick around and, and finish this up with us, also we're about, stay rooted. Also stay rooted, but just but, not yet. But not yet. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about <laughs> two two stories. I'm gonna play a couple clips. The the first one is I, I, I can't say the most disturbing because they're both really disturbing. <laughs> but the first one is there, there's a, a video or a, a show on Facebook. Uh, uh, nine. If that doesn't give you all that you need to know, then I don't know what will. It's called Nine Months with Courtney Cox. And it is a TV show about, or reality show, about this the journey to parenthood. All right? The, the pregnant, pregnancy journey, having the kid, the first little bit of having a newborn. Sounds like a nice, wholesome show. It should be a godly show. It should be a very godly show, yeah. right? But then we get to this episode. Um... So I'm just going to read this tweet from Matt Walsh because I need you to follow me here. Pay attention because this gets a little convoluted. In this family, the father, the man, identifies as the mother, while the mother identifies as the father. So this is a heterosexual couple, a male and a female, the way God intended it, male and female. They're married. The mom... Of course, because only females can get pregnant. Gets pregnant. They have a child. Somewhere along the way, I don't I don't know the timeline, I don't really care. But somewhere along the way, mom decided, well, I'm dad now. And started taking hormone treatments and has a beard. It's a whole thing. Got rid of her breasts. Like, it legit went through the transition process. With the exception of, you know, actual biology. <laughs> Another topic. <laughs> the dad... Decides, well, if you're going to be the dad, I'll be the mom. And starts going through hormone treatments. And and I don't know if it gets boob, I don't know, breast implants, I don't really know. But, like, goes through the process and is now identifying as a woman. Still, oddly enough, a heterosexual couple. <laughs> they have switched gender roles. <laughs> switched gender roles. Literally. Yeah. So, the insanity that this... this is is unreal. So I'm gonna play a 35 second clip from this video from this show. I don't even know if I can listen to it again. It has gone viral. Everyone, you you may have seen it or heard it. Probably have. There's a chance you have. The father is now attempting to breastfeed the baby. The father, the the, the biological man who believes he's a woman now, is trying to breastfeed this child. This will disturb you. Family. Oh, I put it over here. So the producer asks. The baby has been able to latch. Are you getting any milk? But I've not been able to produce any milk. It's okay because we're going to supplement the feeding with formula so that my baby is still getting the, the nutrients that they need. But I'm still feeling hopeful. I appreciate you so much for all your work. I appreciate you also, baby. I'm going to die without you. This music is powerful. <laughs> it's it's so yeah it is it, it's so powerful just inspiring i wonder why he can't produce milk like mm. i'm so but, but but wait wait he's still hopeful yeah i just imagine being a producer on the show and having some some idea of common sense like having some semblance of sanity and you're just like i have to this is what i have to film this this is the story i'm i'm told to like, tell even just the smallest amount of common sense just the smallest the, the producer, I don't know if the producer, I don't know, but the producer goes, are you getting milk? <laughs> to the man 
And again, I hope your kids have tuned out if you don't want them hearing about this, but to a person who has a penis, are you producing milk? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, but we're still hopeful. He'll latch, but we're still hopeful. You Okay. All right. Coming to the, trying to come to this with love and praying for these people that God would awaken them. Because uh, going back to, again, we are not here to judge the world. We're here to judge our fellow believers. We are here to keep each other accountable. So we are speaking to the professing Christians, the professing believers who are proclaiming the name of Christ. If you think this is okay, you are not in the word. You are not in the Bible. You do not trust in his truths. This is blatantly against scripture. This is this is wrong. Like like we said this is the complete reversal of gender roles. Literally, the man is now the woman, the woman is now the man. It's wrong. It's wrong. And and my heart breaks not only for the for them and their lostness. Their child. My heart breaks for that child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, granted, God can work miracles and, and God can bring that child as this child gets older. Which by the way, we don't know the gender of the child. It's never said in the episode. I didn't watch the episode, but it's never said because they want the child to determine be. their own gender. Exactly. Right? So how does this not harm that child? I mean obviously it does. Mm-hmm. That that is for all intents, this child doesn't have a chance without divine intervention. Without God, yeah. The child doesn't have, doesn't stand a chance, and that's that's what we pray for. That so is... much confusion for that child already. I mean, the, the 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 infant is trying to latch onto his his or her dad, or is latching onto his and her is, dad, yeah, and is not getting any food. I mean, that's just that's sowing confusion. There, there's so many studies that talk about brain development. In, in infants, and in that every everything we do for our for our kids as infants causes a path in their brain, and, and causes the brain to develop either properly or improperly. And, and when a child is neglected, let's say at, at a very young age, it, in in infancy, and child is neglected, that changes the physical structure of that child's brain, and and that stays with them throughout their entire lives, and they have to fight against that throughout their entire lives. Imagine the kind of damage this is causing the actual physical structure of this child's brain. Yes. And, like, I was looking at the, what's it called? The, like, types of relationships or how you connect with people type of thing. And, like, uh, no, the way you attach to people. And, like, there's uh, secure attachments and insecure. And those, like, stem from how you were as a baby. And, like, I obviously don't remember being held, but, like, the amount of times you were held as a baby and like, especially like by a parent, like how, you know, it's your mom holding you, like it forms in your brain and like that makes you or causes you to be more secure in your attachments and like knowing that someone loves you or whatever. Whereas like if you're neglected as a baby, like not even just the food or whatever, like the physical attention that you need, it leads to insecure attachments and questioning, does this person really love me? Am I really welcome here? Which is like a case for me. A lot of my attachments are insecure. Yeah. So, dude, that's like a huge can of worms to open up. It really is. Like, like talking about. I don't even know if I should. 
the the difference between Th- throw know, it out there and see it. Like, yeah, what you're talking about the difference between holding your kid versus you put your kid down in a playpen or something and leave him there for hours, let him right. just cry it out. Oh, he'll he'll be fine. He'll he'll go to sleep eventually. Three or four hours later, they finally go to sleep after screaming their head off. Right. Versus you pick him up, comfort him. Now, as someone with kids. You got to put them down to do something every once in a while, well, and and within reason, too. within reason, <laughs> of but course. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. they have linked those studies together. Of you put your kid down, say to take a nap, <coughs> and they're screaming for two, three hours at a time. Then that, what, how that affects them later down the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything in life is a balance, right? So you have to have that balance of letting them learn. You know how to behave and how to act, and and all, but also loving and comforting and and giving them the attention that they desperately need. Yeah. Because again, it their physical brain is is affected by your decisions as a parent, as in when they're a newborn. Well, their physical brain is it, affected. It reminds me of the, it's this story. There's a um, I, I'm not exactly sure where it was, but there was this orphanage w- with newborns, and. I don't know if it was a reporter or what, but they walked in and like none of the babies were crying. None of them were crying. And he's like, wow, like how, how do you get them to be so quiet? And the lady was like, oh, we don't get them to be quiet. They just know no one's going to come pick them up. And th- that broke my heart. Yeah. Because it's like these babies know no one's going to come pick them up. There's no one there for them. So there's no point in crying. Whereas if your baby's crying, they want you. <laughs> right. These babies are not wanted, so there's no point in them crying. And I don't understand how as a parent you can just like let your baby sit there by itself and cry. Like if I if I have kids, hopefully I do, but like I'd be like so proud of it and like love it and I'd be like, I don't want them to just sit there and cry. I'm gonna hold them. Yeah. Or her. Or and, whatever or whatever they choose. Whatever they choose. Don't right. you dare. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's well, a it's a Touchy subject, and I just want to throw a little levity in there. Yeah. Well, it's, and there's differences. Like, <laughs> I did a motion, they're making fun of me for it. It's fine. <laughs> Sprinkle. And there's differences. Like, uh, with our kids, you know, there's no reason in them crying. They're, they're just crying because they want something. So, like, you didn't give them the banana he wanted. A lark loves bananas. Should, shouldn't give bananas anyway. That's <laughs> right. a different, to- different topic. Bananas are but great. he didn't. He did get a banana, and so he's just throwing a temper tantrum. I'm like, look, I'm not going to hold you as you're screaming in my ear. So I'm going to I'm going to set you down, and let you chill out a minute. But I'm also not going to lock him in a room mm-hmm. either. But yeah, there's differences, and as as a parent, you you you, you learn your kids basically. Yeah. Yeah. So that is that is that story that we wanted to dive into. We went a little bit of a different direction as well on that <laughs> with parenting. But guys, we cannot support this. We we cannot as Christians, we have to speak out against it. The, we we treat these people with love. With the love of Christ. I mean, Jesus, I mean, he did. He ate with tax collectors, he ate with prostitutes. Like he he was loving towards them. But he also spoke out against their behavior and spoke out against their lifestyle. He was teaching them the he entire was teaching time. The entire time. And, and and that's what we as Christians are supposed to do. We do love them and we do if we met them on the streets, we're not gonna berate them and, and call them this, that you know, we're not gonna do that. But we also are not gonna support that behavior pander and to it, pander either. to it and, and call it. and I you know, we talk about I hear people say, Well, Christians are so unloving, this whatever. Guys, we do love these people. 
That is what we are called to do. Make sure your love is <clears throat> biblical. It, but your love has to be biblical. It yes. cannot be accepting of the lifestyle lifestyle choices. And also, there is a line between fighting and being angry and passionate about a, let's just say, a law that's being passed that is against Scripture. We need to fight. We need to condemn it in the harshest way possible. Use the harshest language possible in, in, con- in condemning some of these ideas that are being passed and being pushed. But also the people who are caught up in these ideas and caught up in this in this sin and in this struggle, we love them and, and, and try to speak truth to them in love. Yeah. So we have a hard, just these the we call evil evil, we call sin sin, and we we hold that line. But also we do it in a loving way, especially when we when we interact with the actual people involved. Yes. There's a balance again. Life, a lot of life is about balance, and there is a balance here. So be passionate. Be angry. Get angry. That infuriates me, that clip that we should watch. It infuriates me. The next one's going to as well. <laughs> yeah. But. <clears throat> well, making sure it's a righteous anger, okay? Does it, look at it from the lens, does it upset you just because you don't like it? Or does it upset you because it is contrary to scripture <laughs> and what God has ordained? I, I tell you, for me, uh, just full disclosure, it's twofold. It is yes. It is because it is against scripture. And it's just an attack and an assault on our Christian beliefs and our yes. values, but also for that kid. Yes. I don't, if I'm being completely, I don't care what the adults do. I don't. No. It, it's the kid. That is a righteous anger. I yeah. totally believe it 100%. Yeah. Because children are important. For me, I, I again, growing up with my dad saying this, children for, in my dad's eyes, and I, I see it too, children are proof that God wants life to go on. Right. And as long as we keep having children, God wants life to go on. And looking at children from that lens of that is a soul. That is not just a person. That is a soul, either meant for hell or heaven. Who is going, who's, who's going to be in that child's life right. that is going to be teaching them the truth? And it goes back to, okay, what can we do? Well, pray. Right. You be on your face before God interceding for that child and children like them. Yeah. So that's a pretty smooth transition here to, to the next, uh, the next topic. Again, this is going to upset some of you and you've probably seen it. You may have heard it, uh, but there is a, they say satirical song that this San Francisco gay, was it San Francisco gay men's chorus? I'm surprised it's still men's chorus. Yeah. Well, it's, the rules are different when you're in the community. It's, it, I don't try to keep up. I don't understand. Try to keep up, Austin. I, oh gosh, there's so many things that just conflict <laughs> each other. I have no clue. Try to keep up, Carter. Gosh, all the rules. No, but um, uh, as Christians and, and conservatives, even that are outside of the Christian community, but conservatives politically that want to conserve family values and conserve <clears throat> what this country was founded upon, we know the. We've talked about. It, we know the importance of children. And what we've been yelling and screaming about for the last 15, 20 years has been they are indoctrinating our kids. And and, and now, especially in the last maybe eight or nine years, pull your kids out of public school. Get your kids out of the government systems because they are corrupting our children. And we get made fun of for saying that. No, they're not. And yet they're still, hey, look over here. You're being dumb while they're still throwing in these ideas into our school and into our communities. And, and, and you talked about it with the schooling uh, in Indianapolis where you, you now have to conform. You got the bathroom issues from a few years ago where can't, 
can a man can a boy use a girl's restroom if he believes he's a she and not just a boy a man or a man a well full grown we man. have those videos surfacing in the spas in California where this woman with her six year old daughter is like there is a naked man in this locker room and in this hot tub exposing himself to my six year old daughter well he identifies as a woman so it's fine and I saw on Facebook a few days ago here in Lanesville the school they're voting on letting the the bathroom issue yeah, yeah. the bathroom thing yeah, you use any, and that's our, our town <laughs> that's lanesville that is a very <clears throat> small community not even a stoplight in it i don't think no yeah no, no stoplight in the community there's like a maybe maybe a stop sign there's a few sign. but um it, yes yeah it, they're voting on that and, and I, I i hope and pray that the parents come out and say this is ridiculous do not do this yeah. and if they do it Pull your kids I, out. Yeah, there was a few people responding out. like, there's no way I'm going to let my kid go if they say yes. Or yeah. they were like, I don't even have a... Or the person sharing it was like, I don't even have a kid in Lanesville, but I know I'd pull them if they say yes. Yeah, absolutely. Pull your kids out. Get, get them. Look, look, the bathroom thing. Look, if it's a one, one room, one stall, one toilet in the bathroom, all by itself, I don't care what gender you are, go use it because you're the only yeah. one allowed in there at the time. For me, with kids, I am all about not gender neutral, but both men and women's bathrooms, that single bathroom. Cause I can't tell you how awesome it is to be able to go into that single bathroom with like all three of my kids, right. Close the door. Right. And set them and not each. have to worry about anything. Yeah. I can yeah. set them each individually on the yeah. toilet and not worry about everyone else right. in there. And, and so, that's the rocks. single bathroom is that's totally fine. fine. I'm good with it. hundred percent. Yep. But it's when again, Johnny who now thinks he's Jane is going to go in the girls' bathroom and... Or the women's locker room. Or the women's locker room and, and use the facilities and be exposed <laughs> in front of all the other girls or vice versa, the boys and girls. Like, it's... <sighs> so, <laughs> with that said, this group decided to make a quote-unquote satirical video making fun of us conservatives and Christians about converting their children. Yet... In this video, there is so much truth to what they're saying, even though they're trying to make it satirical. So just listen to this, and we'll, we'll discuss it very briefly because we're, we're running out of time. But listen to the a message from the gay community. We do not own the rights to this music. It is on YouTube, but it's fair, fair use. Anyway, here we go. As we celebrate Pride and the progress we've made over these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. You think we're sinful? You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. But you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. It's funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit. Quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep him from disco, warn about San Francisco, make him wear pleated pants, we don't care. We'll convert your children, we'll make them tolerant and fair. Just, and it goes on, and, and it, 
it's disgusting, honestly. Well, the the chorus is something about we're. Well, I'm I'm go- I'm actually gonna fast forward to okay. it, and we're gonna okay. we're gonna play the chorus real quick. So uh, here, here's the chorus of the song, and and with the, with the whole group. And here's what bothers me. <clears throat> Obviously, the message bothers me because they're trying to be satirical, trying to be funny, but it's actually the truth of what. I mean, it does. It happens bit by bit. I mean, I could you imagine? And and Carter, you're not really old enough <clears throat> for this, and I mean, I'm sure you're you might be, but like 20 years ago thinking this would even be an issue? Oh, no. At 12 years old, when I, 20 years ago, I was 12 years old 20 years ago. I was six. I, this, I mean, things were starting to happen, you know, puberty and all that stuff. So, like, think, I was starting to think about different things, but this was never on my radar, right? Like, this, but now these kindergartners are being taught stuff like this. Six-year-olds, kids, you're, 20 years ago, when your children's age are being taught stop your children's <laughs> age are being taught are being taught this type type of stuff oh and 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 not even children aren't no your children <laughs> children your yes yeah yeah not not even implicitly not even like just this it's explicit yeah. they're, they're being taught this stuff. subtlety but has gone out the window just to slightly mention christianity is shoving it down your throat oh absolutely yeah if you oppose this, you are a bigot, and yeah, you're yeah. right. You're shoving it down my throat. Stop it. <laughs> but that's not at all. Not even close. No. Now here we go. Here, here's the chorus. Teach them not to hate. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for them. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. It's, I'm done. It. it I mean, they're, they're saying the quiet part out loud, right? Right. I mean, they're doing it in a quote unquote funny way. Come for your children. But they're saying the quiet part out loud because what? What did Hitler do? And I'm not. I, I hate Hitler comparisons. I really do because we do it too much. But it's warranted. But what did he do? He came for the children. He came for the kids. He did the the camps and the the reeducation and all that for the kids. Because he knows that when you can infiltrate an, an entire generation of children, you've set up a power structure for life. For for generations, you've set up a power structure because what are those kids going to teach their kids? The same stuff. And it's going to even go farther. Yeah. Uh, it, it This screams of, of course, indoctrination and, and just degrading the family, degrading the family values and, and taking the power away from parents to teach their kids right and wrong. Taking the power away from the parents to teach their kids biblical truths and traditional values, even if, just I mean I don't want to, but take take Christianity out of it for a second. What about just conservative parents that want to teach their kids traditional values? Maybe they're not religious, maybe they're not Christians, maybe they're Jewish, maybe they're Mormon, whatever. They want to take the power away from them to be able to take their their ability to teach their kids away. Yeah, I I am not a violent man. <laughs> I am not. Uh, biblically speaking, biblically speaking, I will live peaceably with all, as much as possible. Peace, if possible, truth at all cost. But, but <laughs> when it comes to my children and my family, I will take a Liam Neeson route. I have acquired a set of skills <laughs> purposefully. I have been taught <clears throat> a set of skills. Men, uh, we'll talk about this Thursday. 
you need to learn how to fight. I'm not talking boxing. I'm talking about fighting. Krav Maga, Jiu-Jitsu, whatever your poison be, you learn how to fight. Why? It is for the protection of your family. Yes, this might be satirical, but but they come for your children. It's truth. That's what they're doing. They, yeah, they come for your children. They're dead. I don't. I don't care who you are. You come for my children. You're. You're dead. That's I mean, it. Listen to the language they use in that chorus where they talk about we're we're gonna we're gonna have them stand up for justice and and fairness. They're they're using these words that as Christians we honestly would agree with. Like, yeah, we want justice. We want we want things to. Well, life isn't fair, but we want things to be as fair as possible. We want things to be as as just as as possible. And they're redefining these words. Yes, and they're. Using it to just pound it into our heads. We are constantly. talking about biblical justice. Yeah. Biblical justice, not their form of justice. And again, we've talked about this, how words have been skewed and turned to what they don't actually mean what they mean. Right. Uh, freedom nowadays is, oh, well, I get to do whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want. No. Biblical freedom is through Christ. Our freedom is through Christ, and we do what Christ wants us to do. We're now slaves to Christ. But that is freedom. So, and Carter and Austin, just kind of get your thoughts on this. I mean, when I hear this, and obviously it, it, it's talking about the, the homosexual agenda and the transgender agenda, transgender agenda. Say that three times real fast. <laughs> Does this not lead to pedophilia? To, to, the, to the acceptance of pedophilia? Well, it... I mean, maybe not like right. tomorrow. What I think, but it, the, it goes the that way. In that. The yeah. dangers in that of people try to separate those or put them together. So, leading into pedophilia, they're all encompassed. Right. What is it? It's sexual immorality. Right. It is. It's sin. Now, that idea of oh well, pedophiles will burn in the a different kind of hell. Well, that's not it's not biblical as well and as much as our human minds want to think that because I, right. I have of children <laughs> so my mind likes to go that way but biblically speaking there is not a special kind of hell for pedophiles it's that mindset of that is all sexual immorality but what does scripture say of sexual immorality to flee from it right it doesn't it, say fight it doesn't say stand up against it flee from it flee well, and with Christians, uh, in Romans, it's uh, or no, it's First Corinthians, I believe, where it says, um, for Christians that are in sexual immorality, don't have anything to do with them, don't even eat with them, right? And that that is living in it. I mean, so Ephesians chapter five verse three, it says, but but sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Sexual immorality shouldn't even be, I, I don't want to say talked about, because you, you need to talk about it. You need to right. be able to discuss what's wrong, right and wrong. But the, it can't even be there, right. especially with your children. So Yeah, yeah I just, I, I find not only infuriating, I find it creepy, the, the, this, this song. And, and again, they're saying it satirically or supposedly satirically, but it is it is so true. When you actually think about the the words of that song, and I actually, honestly, it's gonna it's gonna upset you. It's gonna raise your blood pressure. I would listen to the entire song because sprinkled in with the quote unquote humor is 
a ton of truth mm-hmm. in as to what their agenda actually is. You look at um, the, the the group. I want to. I don't think it exists anymore. But it was a group in the '90s that was like led by George Soros. I uh, can't remember the the exact name of it. It was basically Man Boy Love Association, where George Soros was actually funding this group that was seeking to normalize pedophilia. And I see those sparks in a video like that. Yeah. Well, George Soros funds a lot of stuff like that, anyway. So well, of course he does. Yeah. But I just say, I think we we have to be careful because again, like like talk about with the country, we'll probably survive four years of Kamala Harris. Probably because we've survived Maybe. some terrible things. Survived Obama. <laughs> FDR. Like, it's fine. But we, this country has gone through a lot and has survived a lot. And we probably will still do that for now. But same, similar argument when it comes to this pedophilia stuff. Okay. In 10 years, is it going to be legal? Probably not. But again, we are moving to, in 20 years. It might be like we're just we're moving towards that. <laughs> By doing stuff like this and by accepting stuff like this. I'm going to say this says that people are saying pedophilia is now a sexual orientation. Orientation. Oh, absolutely. Yep. yep. Yeah. It, that that has been going on for a while where people are trying to make that. Well, when, when you have the advent of the, the phrase love is love. <laughs> if you follow that to its logical conclusion, that inclu- it includes that. It includes pedophilia. Logically speaking, if you say love is love and you believe that. A 40-year-old man can like a 10-year-old girl. But love is love, if you follow it logically, and, and it just—I I, I understand this is a, this is not a subject we like talking about. I understand this is a subject that angers us, and it gets us gets gets us going, gets us red in the face, ready to fight. But I, I do think it's important that we know what's out there and know what's happening. It should anger you. It should anger when it comes you. Absolutely. to our children. It should anger absolutely. You. We need to know what's happening. Yeah. We cannot hide our head in the sand and and just say. My little bubble's fine. We need to be out there fighting and, and fighting for your family, protecting your family at all costs. Yeah. But also trying to make some sort of change in the culture on some level. Yes, do your part. Focus on you as, as the number one priority and your family is the number one priority. Yes. But vote. Mm-hmm. Get involved in your school board elections. Get in, Run for the school board. Like, Be involved. Be someone who is not going to compromise on these issues and be involved. Go to the meetings. Do, do what you can to say, this This cannot stand. This cannot be what we do. Yes. Um, also, pull your kids out of public schools if you can. If you can. Get them pull out. Pull them out. <laughs> get them out. But on that happy note, we're going to leave you uh, until Thursday. Um, again, uh, we know this was a tough one, but it's important. So let's... Come back Thursday and, and get back into manly manliness, part number three, right? Part yep. three. And uh, we will see you guys Thursday. In the meantime, stay rooted and go cats. What? what? No, no. Come what? on, man. What was that? I don't know. I needed an ending and it just wasn't. Go level. Oh, gross. <laughs> wow. Get out. Wow. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you all Thursday. Thank you for listening to our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. You can find us on Apple, Google, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Rooted in Logos Pod, or even on our website, www.rootedinlogospod.com. And if you want to support us financially, visit us at patreon.com slash rootedinlogospod.